2: Hello again, everybody. Welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Game day edition of Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell for a final look at South Carolina, Kentucky. We've got a 7.30 kick tonight in Lexington, and it'll be on the SEC Network. Wes, it seems like turnovers is a topic that uh, folks have been talking about a lot this week for South Carolina, Kentucky tonight. Kentucky has committed 10 turnovers in three games, and that's been a real part of the reason why they've struggled to a 1-2 start. The Gamecocks, with freshman quarterback Brandon McIlwain, have done a pretty good job of not turning the football over, so it really feels like turnovers, as always, will be a big part of the ball game tonight yeah man I
3: think that when you look at this game and, and sort of it, it goes back for me to, to two of the main factors that uh, Muschamp has talked about since he arrived and I, I thought uh, to give credit where it's due uh, Josh Kendall from the state he has he had probably one of the better offseason questions to Muschamp which was you know other, other than the score obviously what, what are some stats that sort of are most important in your eyes and you know the two things Muschamp mentioned generally leads to winning a football game are explosive plays uh, that's uh, runs over 12 yards or passes over 16 yards and then of course uh, turnovers so you know I, I think at this this game probably comes down to those two things just like the past one did you know I thought the the East Carolina game you look at South Carolina uh, you know Champ said South Carolina had more explosive plays uh, obviously South Carolina uh, forced four turnovers and ECU um, didn't force any, so that was the difference in that game. I look at Kentucky. Not only have they turned the ball over offensively and on special teams a little bit, but also their defense, which has been very, very bad, ha- does have six interceptions this year. So um, you know that that leads the conference. That that's a good number right there for them. But so so we all know there's going to be big plays to be had for South Carolina offensively, or, or there should be if if the the way the season has started for Kentucky sort of holds up. So I take all those things, plus the fact that I thought there were some big plays to be had that South Carolina sort of just missed on against ECU. So to me, that that says this game, a lot of it will be on Brandon McIlwain and his decision-making. Can he find that balance? I think he's got to find that balance between hitting the big plays that Kentucky's defense allows him while also – not, you know, not being uh, too, too aggressive to where he ends up putting the ball in danger. You know, there's always that fine line between do, you, do I try to make this throw, do I fit it in this window or not? You know, th- there he can't be too conservative because then you're not going to get those big plays South Carolina's going to need to win this game. But, you know, if he's a little too aggressive, then, you know, this is a team that can turn you over a couple of times, especially in the passing game. So, you know, I, I think uh, obviously a true freshman, first road start, Kentucky's defense has been very, very vulnerable to dual-threat quarterbacks. They, they've given up a lot of yardage just uh, even since Stoops got there to to dual-threat quarterbacks. So I I think, to me, especially for South Carolina's offense, that's the key is going to be Brandon McIlwain's, accuracy in his decision-making.
2: Gamecock Central Radio, game day edition here. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app on the App Store and on Google Play. It's a free phone app and it allows you to listen to GCR Podcasts anywhere you receive cell phone service. To subscribe to our podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. West Kentucky will start their second quarterback tonight. Steven Johnson's his name. He played last week, came in in the second series after Barker. Their starter was injured and Johnson played extremely well, threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, and he's a mobile quarterback as well, Wes. And if we learned anything from South Carolina's loss to Mississippi State a couple of weeks ago, it's that the Gamecocks have problems with mobile quarterbacks. So I would think that's something that Kentucky will look to exploit tonight, and they got to be taking a good look at that Mississippi State film all week.
3: Yeah, I think that, um, if you look at South Carolina's defense, we we've, we've, I mean, I, you can pretty much just replay what I said the last two weeks, because I, I think, I think it comes down to tackling in the open field. Again, you know, I think that this team, you know, Muschamp said, uh, and I, I think this thing, these things are always interesting to hear from a defensive-minded coach. You're aiming, you know, to have maybe 10 or less missed tackles in a game. South Carolina is at that 16 to 18 type range as far as their missed tackles go. You know, against Vanderbilt, missed tackles, you know, leads to an extra three, four, five yards. Against these teams, are going to put the ball on the edge and have a dual-threat quarterback that you have to account for. A missed tackle can be the difference in, you know, a, a short five-yard gain or, you know, a 50-yard gain. So I think that's the key, again, sort of rallying to the football. These these younger defensive backs that South Carolina sort of introduced into the fold last week. You saw Antoine Wilder get on the field. You saw Steven Montac get on the field. Muschamp sort of – uh praised them but was very honest, I thought, in the Tuesday presser. He, he said, you know, those guys did a good job. He said, but there's also – the film is out now, and there's probably some film that, that have offensive coaches excited, uh, which to me said, you know, the little stuff that we sp- probably can't see, can't tell, you know, a guy being a few yards off of where he's supposed to be in a particular zone or something like that, um, you know, the stuff that's off camera on TV – uh, that's there's still stuff there that South Carolina has to clean up. So I, I think Kentucky's offense is going to put up some points. Um, I'm I'm most curious. That there's there's probably two things I'm most curious about. I think it'll be interesting to see the South Carolina sort of go back to a little bit more of their aggressive man-to-man scheme, which is what they want to be ultimately. Or do they go back to what they did this past weekend at CCU, drop into the zone? Sort of bend but don't break, and and see if Kentucky will turn the football over as we talked about. They have this year. I, I tend to think South Carolina will have to be aggressive at times, but I think for the most part, you know, you're probably going to see more bend but don't break because I, I just don't know if South Carolina has the depth in the secondary to match up with uh, Kentucky. You know, I think hmm. in 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 theory or on paper, you would love to put Rashad Fenton. At at nickelback against a team like this, because if if you did that, you have your three best cover corner guys on the field at the same time. Kentucky runs a lot of three wide receiver, four wide receiver sets. You could you know you could you could man up, play man to man coverage across the board with with guys like that. But there there's literally no depth at cornerback. So what they've been doing is rotating uh, the three guys: uh, Rashad Fenton. Um, Jamarcus King and Chris Lamont among the two spots so basically if uh you know if you sort of put them all three on the field at the same time you have you have no depth behind them because your your backup cornerbacks right now are Steven Montauk who started at safety last week and DJ Smith who's also a starter at safety so you know I think the depth there is a concern I, I think South Carolina defensively almost has to sort of play a little bit of a bend but don't break. That's not what they want to do. That's not what they're going to do eventually. But right now, that might be the best adjustment. And then the other thing I'm curious to see is, does Kentucky bring the crowd uh, today? You know, is is this going to be a true road game for South Carolina? Or is Kentucky, who's obviously been in a bit of a funk as a football program, uh, you know, I, I watched that game last week, Crowd was not into the game. There's a lot of empty seats. I know this is an SEC game, but curious to see is this game closer to uh, closer to the Mississippi State atmosphere um, or closer to the Vanderbilt atmosphere? I think that will be sort of interesting to watch and maybe how that affects this game.
2: Okay, Wes, Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops really called out his defense to the media this week. You know, he had a press conference this week, and he was dropping curse words in the press conference talking (laughs) about the play of the Kentucky defense. He's really gone out of his way to create a sense of urgency this week. Will the Kentucky defense respond?
3: You know what, they probably will to an extent, but I still think a lot lot of their issues look to be um, talent, I think. You know, New Mexico State, who, by the way, Credit where it's due. That New Mexico State quarterback, that kid's good, man. He's swinging the ball all over the field. But, you know, New Mexico State shouldn't be just running up and down the field on you, and that's what they were doing. So, you know, those guys will respond a bit. But, I, again, I think, you know, the, the atmosphere there just doesn't uh, seem – you know, a lot of – that Mississippi State game, uh, Mullen challenged his guys in a big way. And the crowd, I thought, responded in a big way too. That, that was a game to where it was easy – for it to sort of get away from you, if you were a visiting team, I just I don't know if this is going to be quite the you know if you're a home team and you're struggling, you want your home crowd to sort of be that that extra advantage you know to the game, and I, I just I don't know if that's going to be the case for Kentucky today. I think South Carolina, if if there's ever a point where they can put up some points, you know this this might be the week, and I, I think I think the reason Kentucky's favored in this game is that. Vegas is probably saying, "Well, South Carolina hasn't shown they can put up points against anybody. They only scored twenty against ECU. So even if Kentucky is not good defensively, does South Carolina, with a young offense, execute well enough to score enough points to outscore a Kentucky offense that's been pretty darn good when they have very good when they haven't turned the ball over? So I, I think that's why you had the line favoring Kentucky, but." I just when I when I rewatched the ECU game, I saw a young South Carolina offense that was just a, a you know one step away in a lot of cases to having another big play and staying on the field offensively. So if South Carolina's offensive line can give the running backs a little bit of room, which I guess is probably a fairly big if, but Kentucky's not played that well up front. I think this could be the week that we see South Carolina's offense. They're not going to be dominant, don't get me wrong, but I think we're going to maybe start to see them show a little bit more of flash, a little bit more spark. I think they can score in the 28-31 to range today, potentially.
2: Okay, maybe the Gamecocks open it up tonight. I know a lot of Gamecock fans would like to see that against this Kentucky defense. It's been one of the worst in the country in terms of points allowed. They have given up 40 or more in each of their first three games, and you really feel like the Gamecocks have got a chance to move to football, put up some points tonight. Wes, give us some final thoughts and a prediction for tonight's game.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think um, explosive plays and turnovers are – I mean, that's the key to a lot of games, but I think especially this one. You know, I think that that'll be the difference. Um, red zone defense, obviously, for South Carolina is going to be big, especially if they play that bend but don't break style. Um, then, you know what, Emerson, I, I think this this is a game, you know, let's talk about this might not be a national game, but this game, my, my final thought is that this game is absolutely humongous for a South Carolina program in that if they win, you're off to a three and one start. The ugly Mississippi State game is sort of erased, and they they will have already reached their win total from last year. If they win this game, Emerson, I, I mean, I think I think they got a good shot at you know at getting to that bowl game. And the thing about getting to a bowl game is that with a young football team, you get the extra practices. It's basically like having another spring practice. Yeah. Um, you know that that you know who really honestly. Who South Carolina beats this year, how they beat them, if it's ugly or pretty, or if it's low-scoring, high-scoring, um, n- to me, none none of that really even matters. To me, it's about showing progress as a team, as a program, continue to recruit, keep those guys in the fold. Recruits, recruits don't care about one football game. They really don't. They want to see progress. Uh, to get the six wins will be progress. It would get the young guys an extra – you know, 14, 15 practices, and then um, really put South Carolina in, in, a, in a place to sort of I, – I think getting the six would just sort of speed up the process for Muschamp. It's not that he can't win at South Carolina if he doesn't get the six, but it would sure help him on the recruiting trail a lot, and it would sure help the development of this program. I got South Carolina winning – Tonight, uh, 28-23 to over Kentucky.
2: All right, 7.30 kickoff tonight. It'll be on the SEC Network, and we'll have plenty of coverage here on GamecockCentral.com of the South Carolina-Kentucky matchup. For Wes Mitchell, I'm Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us on Gamecock Central Radio.
0: Madness is here.